Our dear, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for your word and for the book of nature that teaches us so many lessons. And so, Lord, as we um, look at agriculture as it relates to education, um, just guide our thoughts, guide our, our uh, discussion here that we will be open to your leading and show us things that we maybe previously hadn't seen. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> yeah, thank you. So my name's Tom Meyer, and I'm one of the teachers at Daystar Adventist Academy. It's in southeastern Utah. How many of you have been to uh, Utah or that corner of Utah? It's been Arches National Park. It's a beautiful area. We have a 300-acre campus. Um, you can come and visit. We have a little guest house there that's on donation basis, so you can come and stay there in the guest house, leave a donation, or come work on the farm for a day, help us out with whatever's going on at that, at that time, and come see the, the area. This is the valley, uh, Castle Valley, in which the school is located. And I've seen more amazing rainbows in this valley than I've ever seen anywhere. And this always seems like they're a double rainbow. Um, it is a beautiful place. It's a desert oasis. We have three artesian wells on the property. Water's just coming out of the ground. Just uh, So it's, we have a two-acre uh, market garden, a half-acre greenhouse that we grow all year in, uh, unheated. We just double row cover, put a little blanket over the plants at night, and hope they make it. And they do, usually. You know, we grow all our greens and everything in there. And Brian will show a bunch more pictures from the farm because he's going to kind of go into that section. This first part, I just kind of want to talk about really the importance of agriculture uh, in education and, and why we should even have that as part of our institutions and schools. We have this written on the back of our sanctuary. This is our little chapel. And uh, it says here, to know God and to make him known is our business here. I don't know what you mean by, we have this. I'm not a web search for it. <laughs> it's listening all the time, right? <laughs> Beware. Beware. And so really, you know, to know God and to make him known is our business here. And when you come to agriculture, really... This is our, our best lesson book, you know, for how we are to share the gospel, actually. And there's a promise in Deuteronomy. We believe that there's a great controversy going on, right? And there's this struggle. There's a battle around us all the time. And this promise is, was given to the Israelites before they went into war. Deuteronomy 20, verse 3 and 4 says that, you shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye draw nigh this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint, fear not, nor tremble, neither be ye frightened at them. For Jehovah your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. What a promise, right? So really in the struggle, in this battle, the battle is... The Lord's, right? He is the one that is actually doing the fighting and will 
be victorious if we just allow him to work in us, right? If, if we are um, weary and heavy laden, what does the Bible say? Take my yoke upon you, right? Because why? His yoke is light, right? The burden is easy. His yoke is light. Because he's doing the work. Where if, we, if we yoke ourselves to Christ, it's him, it's him doing the work through us. So really, you've come here as a soldier, because there's a battle going on, right? So each one of you, we're all, we realize we're all Christian soldiers in the, in the Lord's army. You've come here really to learn how to be a better farmer. Soldier, farmer, how do those things relate, right? You've come to this conference to learn how to be a better farmer spiritually, mentally, and physically. You're going to learn some things about real farming, but there's a real lesson in, on the spiritual side. Like we sing a song, right? David was a soldier. He's got his hands on the... The gospel plow. So here you're a soldier, but your weapon is a plow. It's kind of interesting. So what are you plowing? That's all right. That's all right. Welcome. <laughs> so what are we plowing? What, we're going to kind of break down this analogy here, spiritually speaking. The soil of the heart, right? The, the heart is the soil, and we all have a field of influence that we're working in. Your field is everybody that you come into contact. Your field is everybody that you come into contact. Sometimes our fields overlap, right? But sometimes those people in your field, you're, you're the only one that can reach those people. And so we're called to be a farmer to work with the heart. And look at what... Uh, well, first, the Bible in Jeremiah 4.3 tells us to break up the fallow ground and sow not amongst the thorns, right? There's a science to farming, just like there's a science to sharing the gospel. To work with the soil. This, the parable of the sower and the seed is that a sower went out to sow some seed and some seed fell where? In the wayside, on the path over here, some seed fell in the rocks, some seed fell in the thorns, in unprepared soil. But is that where the, where the sower went? Did he go to sow seed on the path, in the thorns, on the rocks? No. Th th that's just on the edge of his field of influence, where those seeds fell outside of where he's prepared a field, where he's, where he's worked with some of those people that he has influence over. Christ's Object Lessons, I can't recommend it enough. It's, one of the, it's just an amazing book. I've, we, we've been list, we were listening to it on the way here. We have it on, uh, on uh, audio. And it just it continues to amaze me, this quote here where she talks about the sowers. That's you and me. The sowers of the seed have a work to do in preparing hearts to receive the gospel in ministry of the word there is too much sermonizing and too little of real heart-to-heart -heart work right a lot of talk 
but there's a need for this heart-to-heart work. She said, there is a need of personal labor for the souls of the lost. In Christ-like sympathy, we should come close to men individually and seek to awaken their interest in the great things of eternal life. You think about a, a farmer going through his field. He's, it's a relationship he's building with that soil. He's going back and forth and he's seeing where the rough spots are. And he, he's taking a soil analysis and he's sending that off to the lab and he's saying, where is this soil deficient? You know, he's praying, Lord, what, what, what is created the condition in this person's heart bring the nutrients and the minerals and the things back into this soil the organic matter that needs to soften this person's heart look at what she says their hearts may be as hard as the beaten highway and apparently it may be a useless effort to present the savior to them right you meet some people you're like man i don't know this person's never gonna get get this message right But while logic may fail to move, an argument be powerless to convince, the love of Christ revealed in personal ministry may soften the stony heart so that the seeds of truth can take root. Amen? So there's this preparation. You think about it. Before, Before you even open this thing up, she's saying there's a preparation. And that preparation comes from us knowing this, and allowing Christ to work through us to affect that person's heart, to, to really come close to somebody and, and for them to realize that you really do care for them on a deep level, care for their, their soul. And then when you bring this out, and you, we, want, we want to be successful farmers, right? We want to be successful seed sowers. I mean, this is the best lesson book there is. I, I, I love the title of, our, of this conference this year, right? A living parable. This is the living parable. So that was Christ's Object Lessons. I'll give you, just give you the reference there. Uh, page 57. Okay? So the plow. It's referred to as the gospel plow, right? The gospel is the central theme of the Bible, the restoration of God's image in the souls of men. That's education, page 125. That is the purpose of the gospel, is to restore that image that God created us to be, which is a likeness of him, right? And each of these seeds in here, if they are allowed to take root in our life, we truly understand the principle behind a certain truth that will grow into a garden in our, in our hearts. Let's say this tree here that I have on the screen represents my belief in the Sabbath. I was raised Adventist. I went away from the Adventist church during college got sucked into Hollywood and was in Hollywood as a camera operator for 10 years making reality television. And I worked a lot of Sabbaths. And every Sabbath that I worked, I knew this was the Sabbath. I shouldn't be here. But the more I did it, the more that kind of got less and less. 
But as I came back into the church and realized, wow, what a blessing the Sabbath is. I mean, there were there was a few, few shows where I would work 30 days straight, no day off. And man, you get super discombobulated. You don't even know what day it is. That's, that rhythmic cycle of the Sabbath is such a blessing, you know? And I remember when I, my, my mother-in-law is a Jehovah's Witness, and we were over there one time, and we were talking about things, and, and she, she said, let's have a Bible study. I said, okay, yeah, let's have a Bible study. She said, you come with whatever you want to talk about. Okay, I'm bringing the Sabbath. I had this two-page thing. Every I'm saying, there's no way she's not going to see the truth in this when I get done with this Bible study, right? <coughs> so we sat down, and I went through everything. Voila! It was like, and it was as if I went over to my tree, and I kind of just broke a branch off, and I just kind of walloped her over the head with it, really, is what ended up happening. An argument ensued. A sword fight. And I was like, man, what happened? And then, you know, I realized later, did I prepare the soil? Was, that the, was, was I planting that seed in the right season? Is, that, is this what I should have started with? And I realized, hmm, yeah, I think I kind of planted, you know, a tomato plant in the fall. And then the winter came or, you know, whatever. It was, it was the wrong timing, the wrong seed to start with, with her, and I learned a lesson there, you know, that there is a science to sharing the gospel, and that preparing the soil, that heart-to-heart work, like, really, how do we, how do we come close to somebody, so that when we do plant a seed, when we do bring out the word, that we're successful. Um, <clears throat> we just came from GYC. This guy here is named Dean Colony, and I just took a screenshot. This is on YouTube. This is your homework assignment. Please, everyone go and listen to The Great Gates of Hell. Dean has an amazing testimony of coming into the Adventist church. He just finished seminary there at Weimar Academy and is the uh, dean, (laughs) dean the dean, and Bible teacher at Weimar Academy. And he was the, main, the, the evening speaker at GYC this year. And he's ringing a warning bell right here in this talk. All about education, all about the situation we find ourselves in. Because, I mean, we've all heard, right? Edu- agriculture to be the ABCs of education. I'm a product of Adventist education. I went through all our schools, and by the time I got to college, I went right out. And that's what he's talking about here, the great gates of hell. It's, a, it's from a quote from Martin Luther, referring to universities that if, if the Bible is not central to every subject, we have just created these gates to hell. He said, I fear that. Yeah, I fear that they may become the great gates of hell, speaking of our educational institutions. Cullinane, C-U-L-L-I-N-A-N-E, Dean Cullinane. I didn't learn the ABCs of education going through schools, and I'm not trying to be critical of, of the teachers that I had and the institutions that I, 
that I went to, but it is what it is. And what I left high school with was an education in competitiveness. I played games was what was in place of something that would have otherwise been agriculture or a farm or some industry, learning that. I just was throwing a ball through a hoop and catching a ball and just playing with balls was, was what I was taught. And it, and it created in me such a competitive spirit that I actually hated my own brother because he was a better basketball player than me. And he got on the team his sophomore year and I didn't make it on the team till my senior year. And there was a, it, it pitted us against each other to the point where we, I hated him. And it wasn't until way later that we came back together. And I praise God that, you know, both my brother and I ended up in Hollywood. We ended up working on the same stuff because he couldn't get a job as an actor. And so I pulled him onto a bunch of the shows I was working on and hired him as my assistant. And we started working together and just being around each other more and, and realizing, man, we live in the same town and we don't even like hardly ever see each other. And, and then it was a friend, a childhood friend who shared with us some Walter Vyth videos. He planted some seeds. He kept calling us, concerned for us. And out of that came Little Light Ministries, Little Light Studios. We created a whole series of talk called Battlefield Hollywood, the whole war for the mind. And that's basically how I, I came back. So these seeds, like, like that quote that Larry shared last night, right, from, from Christ's Object Lessons, the germinating principle in the seed. The seed in and of itself is just kind of sitting there. This is just a bag of seeds. And we can look them over and we can compare them. And, but until they're planted in the heart, They don't come of anything, right? And that co-labor with, with Christ to work the soil, to work the heart. I mean, Christ is this, you know, the sower that soweth the good seed is the son of man, right? And we are all called to sow seed. We're all called to sow that gospel seed, no matter what our age is, no matter what our occupation is, you know? So if our focus when we go to school, when we go to college is just to get a degree so we can get a career so we can buy some nice house and have a car and you know we're career minded i mean look at how our look at how even just our schools have changed all their names what did they used to be what was the what was in part of the name of our colleges that was always there missionary because that's what we were about it was about training young people to be missionaries and then that kind of uh, let's not call it that anymore. Let's just call it university, blah, blah, blah. Right? Because what's represented by these plants? What's, what is actually growing in the heart? Another quote from Christ's Object Lesson says that every seed bringeth forth fruit after its kind. Sow the seed under right conditions, meaning you've prepared the soil, you know the the time, the seasons, when to plant that seed, and it will develop its own life in the plant. Receive into the soul, by faith, the incorruptible seed of the word, and it will bring forth a what? A character after the life 
after the similitude of the character and life of God. Because is that not the purpose? To recreate the image of God in the souls of men? And that's the purpose of education. They're one and the same. Because we all want to bear fruit, right? And really, look at what the fruit is. What's the fruit? What is contained in the fruit? The seed. The seed. And sometimes, like these pepper plants here, one time I opened up a pepper plant, and, man, there's a lot of seeds in here. I wonder how many seeds are in here. So I started counting them. There was over 300 seeds in one pepper plant. That's going to create how many more peppers with how many more, you know, packets of 300? I mean, look at God's economy. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Because our calling is the same as Abram's calling. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, right? And I will make thy name great. What's that mean? Is he just going to make him famous? What's name synonymous with? Character. Character. I'm going to make your character great. Why? It says that, you know, the, the, the verse continues saying that I will curse them that Curseth thee, and I will bless them that bless thee. And in thee, all the families of the earth, how many? All the families of the earth shall be blessed. We're called to be what? A blessing. We're called to be a blessing. That's what the fruit is. The fruit is a blessing. It's, it's not just, here, let me read you something. It's, let me share with you the truth. Let me share with you a blessing that comes from the Lord. And that comes through the garden that God is planting in each one of our hearts. I mean, it's such an amazing parable. It is, it is the living parable. Quote from Education, page 15 and 16. This is framed in our ad building there. We walk by it all the time, and I just snapped a quick picture of it to... Remind us here that the purpose of education here, to restore in man the image of his maker, to bring him back to the perfection in which he was created, to promote the development of body, mind, and soul, that the divine purpose of his character might be revealed. This is to be the work of of redemption. This is the object of education, the great object of life. I work at a school, but I'm very aware that I am also at school. I'm not saying I know everything. I tell my students, hey, I don't know everything. I'm here learning too. Let's learn this together. You know, let's figure this out. And then to bring it just a little closer to home, right? Not to just lean on the on our institutions of education, but the institution, the family, right? Look at what she says here in uh, fourth volume of the Testimonies, page 304. The greatest evidence of the power of Christianity that can be presented to the world is a well-ordered, well-disciplined family. 
This will recommend the truth as nothing else can. For it is a living witness of its practical power upon the heart. Because oftentimes, and I'm talking to myself, we don't, you know, we don't represent Christ like we should, especially to the ones we love the most. So oftentimes I have to ask forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for the way I speak to my wife and my kids. Because that's the witness. I mean, that's what other people are looking at. In Matthew 5.13, it says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith can it be salted? It's henceforth good for nothing but is to be cast out, to be trodden under the feet of men. And I remember reading that scripture and going, what does that mean? You know, does salt lose its saltiness? <laughs> but what do we know about, this, about the sea? It's not just sodium chloride, is it? It's actually 92 minerals in very small amounts, trace minerals, there in the ocean, in this perfect balance and the really interesting fact is, is that that balance is almost nearly identical to the trace mineral content of your blood, what's in the bloodstream. They knew that in World War II, and actually they were taking seawater when they ran out of blood in the South Pacific, filtering it, diluting it out to the human salinity, the ocean's twice the salinity of, of the human system, right? And putting straight seawater into soldiers' veins, and saving them as a blood transfusion with seawater. And they were taking coconuts, because the coconut tree is drinking straight seawater. Same thing, like blood plasma, injecting it directly into the vein from the coconut IV. <laughs> and I would share that at Farmer's Market. I have little bottles down there at the, of sea salt, C, C90, but it always bugged me that they're C90, when they came up with it, they thought there were 90 minerals in the, in the ocean, and, and there's 92, and so I made my own label that says Ocean's 92. And I would tell people that at Farmer's Market, and they go, oh, yeah, all the evolutionists, you know, oh, yeah, that's because we're from the sea. <laughs> and I would sit there and go, let them just smile for a little bit longer before I drop the next question on them. And I said, well, no, no, that's not what I said. I didn't say you were like the sea. I said your blood was like the sea. I said, do you know what you're like? Yeah, like what? The soil, right? I go, because the Bible tells us that man was made from the dust of the earth. And we're sitting on the best evidence for creation known to man. Again, the living parable is speaking to us, saying... No, you're from the dirt. And if we follow that mineral content down, I mean, it's nearly identical. The most abundant element in the soil should be calcium. There it is in the body. And when we get that balance right in the soil, the plants uptake that nutrients and that benefits us in a powerful way. 
I had the opportunity of apprenticing with Lynn a little bit when I lived in California. He was in Plasterville and I was in Paradise and went around and helped him on his, in his gardening classes and learned the Ellen White method of tree planting from him. Uh, he learned it from Herbert Clarence White, her grandson, when he was a young boy, went home and planted like 50 or 60 trees in his backyard with a shovel. And it's a three foot by three foot by three foot deep hole. And then everywhere he's gone, he's planted trees that way. And you saw in the beginning there the difference in those sequoia redwood trees that they planted as a demonstration behind the, the Placerville church. So the salt, right? Again, it's a not just to bring flavor. If the Bible says ye are the salt of the earth, right? I mean, God put Adam and Eve in a garden and he gave them a task to do, right? We, we have translated that into English to dress and to keep the garden. And it was a garden that God planted himself, right? Isn't that what the Bible tells us? And, a, and God planted a garden eastward in Eden. He didn't just speak it into existence like he did the rest. When he came to the garden, he planted it. It's kind of amazing, really. The creator. I mean, if he created us in his image, right? Put us in a garden. I mean, he's a gardener. He's a farmer. He... he he created all this stuff. He enjoyed, you know, it's just every, everything is an expression of his thought, Ellen White tells us, right, that we see. But if you look at these original Hebrew words, they're, they're better translated as to serve and to preserve. To serve and preserve. It gives us a little bit more insight into it, right? To serve and to preserve. And... The savor, the salt there, we're, we're not just to bring flavor, but we're to bring a healing element to the heart, right? To serve and to preserve. We're called to be servants. That's what we're called to be. We're called to serve e each other. To, I mean, look at what Christ, what Christ was like. He didn't even, he had one pair of clothes. Didn't own a home, didn't own a, a donkey, you know? And... And it's like oftentimes we get so caught up in, in life and, I mean, there's so many distractions, is there not? Right? What are we really here to do? Because we know there's an enemy out there and he is sowing seeds as well. Right? But see, his seeds aren't like the seeds of the word. They've been genetically engineered, modified in such a way that they, and this is the segue I would always use to go into a discussion about the seeds that Hollywood is planting in all our minds. The message of look out for number one, right? Do your own thing, right? Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Think about how many songs are talking about follow the heart. Follow your heart. What's good for you, do for you. Don't, don't try to tell me what to do. You know, do what you're going to do and I'll do what I'm going to do and that's good for... For all of us, there's no uh, rules that we need to follow. I mean, isn't that Disney's message? Right? Follow the heart. Follow your heart. Let it go. Over and over and over again. That's the mantra of Hollywood trying to implant a message 
that's satanic basically into the hearts of men to get us to forget what God created us to be. Um, I want to share with you now uh, just a, a quick little video that uh, one of our students, Gideon, cut together for our mission trip that we just did. We just, we, half our group was at GYC, and then on the way from GYC to here, we stopped in Tennessee, and we did our mission trip uh, at Beacon Academy, where we helped them set up a greenhouse and get a little microgreens farm started and kind of hung out there for a few days and, and helped that school out. It's a small little uh, self-supporting academy that started in 2015 um, with just a few ladies and basically their kids and a couple other kids. I think they had six students that first year and this year they have 69. And, and, this, and the school is like, I mean, they're doing it and they don't even, they just got a piece of property uh, a little while ago and there was a, a house on it that they converted into the one through fifth grade and then they've, they've gotten some other buildings that they poured a slab and they're getting those buildings set up and so the high school and fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade are all over at a rented Baptist church nearby. So the, what did you say the name was? Beacon Academy. It's, it's right there in uh, Udawal by, by College Dale. And um, it was totally by providence that we even came to know about this school. Uh, when I first called her, she was like, uh, yeah, actually, agriculture is something that we would like to do. We're kind of a project-based learning. That we, we, we cater to a lot of kids that have ADD, and so we try to do you know, more hands-on type learning. And, and th yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this, and this is what I want to do. Uh, but uh, I don't know if we're ready for it. Can you come next year? And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. We're on our way from GYC to the Ag Conference, and we're coming through your area. These are the, this is the week we will be there. Do you want us to come to your school? You know, it was basically how I, I put it to her. And, and uh, she called me back, yes, please, please, come. And so they weren't even really ready for it. You know, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, well, let's put the microgreens here and uh, we'll put the greenhouse there. I think we're going to have it over there, but let's just put it here for now. And we just set it up there and, and you know, we're just, we got, we just, a little start. And then the third day we went over to their uh, other locations, the gym and the Baptist church. We had a few stations. We set up our distiller and, and um, Lydia LeJewel got to practice the presentation she's giving here on how to, how to make lotions and salves. And so we did a little demo for, for lotions and salves for them. They really enjoyed that, left them all with like some samples. And, and then we had a, a station in the back with microgreens. So we, we, uh, I had planted a bunch of microgreens just before leaving to GYC and left those at my mom and stepdad's house. And um, I'll tell you a little story about that after this is over. But we, so we brought all these in and so we showed them how to harvest them. And, and then um, we brought a lot of those down here. And that's what we're serving as our side salad for the hot dog cart. So we're killing like three birds with one stone here. Uh, and then we left them with all the trays and the racks and the lights and everything and seeds and and so they could do and then they helped us process all the carrots for the hot dog cart because I'm like how am I gonna get 700 800 carrots made for this event here you know so they helped us size them all and we got them all steamed up and dropped in buckets of marinade there and then uh, did some fresh carrot juice like we'll do here as well with the extra pieces um, and then served them lunch 
with that as well. We'd made up a batch previous so that they could try it out as well and, and uh, try the carrot hot dog. You know, and some of these kids, like, they, uh, like one girl, she comes up to me and she says, you know, I eat meat and I, I don't really like hot dogs, but those were really good. <laughs> and so uh, it was kind of fun. We, we do a corn dog as well uh, with the carrot. And the carrot juice was phenomenal. We got really lucky with the carrots. They were just organic carrots from Costco. And they were really good carrots. And Bridget talking with her, you know, I'm like, hey, have you heard of the agriculture conference? And she kind of heard of it. And I talked her into coming down here. I think she's actually showing up today. She was going to come Friday and she texted me, hey, I'm coming tomorrow. So I think she, you, she'll be here and she'll give a little report at some point uh, from up front as well. And so um, really this kind of came out of last year's. So many different people were coming. Hey, would you come and help us out? You know, we don't know where to start. And, and we're like, you know what, let's make our mission trip agriculture focus. Since we're an agriculture school, our focus is agriculture. Everybody goes to the agriculture program. Let's just make that our mission trip, you know? So I've called uh, and, and, and left a message and she's called back and now I need to call her back um, from um, Maranatha. And they're doing a big building project in India. They're building a school for 600 students. And I said, hey, you build, are you putting in a farm at that school? We'll come as a school. We'll help put in the farm while you're there building the school. So that's, you know, that's kind of the, the plan because every other year the school likes to do a mission trip local in the States and then one abroad and every other year kind of go back and forth that way. So that's what we're looking for for next year. So pray for us because we don't know how all those details are going to be worked out. We didn't know how all the details of this was going to be worked out. We didn't know where we were going to stay. And it's totally God working out the details. We got, uh, I, I, my dad works at Southern, and I called him and said, hey, Dad, we don't have a place to stay. Where can we stay? Well, let me check around. Well, usually they resurface the gym floor the week before school starts. Well, they did it a week early, and they used a, 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 a lacquer this time that was water-based because usually you can't be in there for a week after they paint this thing. Well, it, it was totally done, ready to go. We could be in that gym for free, use the kitchens upstairs, and, and be able to, to be there for a week so that we could, so we could do this. Yeah, praise the Lord. It was totally a, a God thing and, and uh, it really worked out. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.